Welcome to the Uncle Eric Presents Crime Fiction Podcast, featuring classic radio shows, crime, murder mysteries, and suspense shows. We're so glad you tuned in for this current classic episode. But first, a few show comments and episode notes from Uncle Eric. Welcome back, folks, to yet another exciting episode from the Uncle Eric Presents Classic Radio Series. This episode is from the classic The Avenger series, featuring Jim Brandon, alter ego of The Avenger, who was a biochemist, that invented a telepathic indicator and a secret diffusion capsule, both of which helped him fight crime. This episode is titled The Ghost Murders. This episode is brought to you by PrestoFlix.com. At PrestoFlix, you can watch hundreds of the old classic television shows and classic movies that just aren't shown on television anymore. If you're a fan of the old TV shows and movies, then PrestoFlix.com is just for you. Also, please visit Uncle Eric's website, UncleEric.com to see and listen to all the series categories and episodes. If you can, you can help Uncle Eric keep this podcast up and running, by buying him a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Now, and enjoy this great episode from the Avenger titled The Ghost Murders. The Avenger, sworn enemy of evil, is actually Jim Brandon, a famous biochemist. Through his numerous scientific experiments, Brandon has perfected two inventions to aid him in his crusade against crime as the Avenger. The telepathic indicator by which he is able to pick up thought flashes, and the secret diffusion capsule, which cloaks him in the black light of invisibility. Brandon's assistant, the beautiful Fern Collier, is the only one who shares his secrets, and knows that he is the man the underworld fears as the Avenger. And now... The Avenger and the Ghost Murder. At the end of a long table in her darkened seance room, Princess Stella, the renowned mystic, sits motionless. Opposite her, a man leans forward, nervous and expectant. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a swirling spiral of white mist appears, takes shape, and from it comes a ghostly voice. Don't be alarmed. I'll turn up the lights. She uh, must have had a manifestation. It always affects her this way. Yes, yes, she brought my wife back. Princess, wake up. Princess Stella. She'll come out of it in a minute. Princess, wake up. What? Oh, what is it? Oh, it's you, Mr. George. Yes. Are you all right, Princess? You frightened your client. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was the seance a success? Yes, you recalled another spirit for a lonely soul. Uh, Princess, I, I saw my wife. She spoke to me. Mm, I'm glad. I think we'd better leave the princess alone now. She must rest. Oh, of course. This way. Oh, 
Well, how much did he pay you, Jordan? Fifty dollars, Stella. Pennies. No, Stella. Well, I'm getting sick of going through this routine day after day for that kind of money. You promised Have me that... Have patience, Stella. I told you that before long we'd be cleaning up. Well... And I meant it. Well, you'd better pull something out of the hat, or I'll retire. And then where'll you be, Jordan? No, Stella, that's no way to talk. After all I've done for you... After all you've done for me? <laughs> Shut up. There's a woman in the waiting room. You've got to see her now. Yeah, well, she's in for a disappointment. I've had enough of ghosts today. You've got to see her and talk to her, at least. Ah, well, all right. I'll bring her in. Then I have to leave. I have an appointment uptown with a fellow by the name of, uh, Brandon. Mr. Jordan? What can I do for you? Well, Mr. Brandon, I represent Princess Stella, the mystic. Uh, no doubt you've heard of her? Well, yes, I have. Well, Princess Stella is going to try for that $50,000 prize the Rollins estate is offering for a genuine manifestation. Isn't that rather a waste of the princess time, Mr. Jordan? What do you mean? Well, so far, every medium who has tried for that prize has failed completely. Every so-called manifestation was promptly exposed as a hoax. Oh, Princess Stella is in a class by herself. Those others were, were charlatans. Princess Stella is a true psychic. A genuine, a genuine spirit medium. Mr. Jordan, suppose you come to the point. What brought you here to see me? You may be a scientist, Mr. Brandon. Yet I feel that some of your ideas may be in sympathy with those of the princess. Why? Well, you've written some... Brilliant articles about your experiments in the field of mental telepathy. So I thought you might be interested in endorsing Princess Stella as a medium. Your word would go a long way in helping uh, us. Just a minute, Jordan. Let's clarify our terms. My telepathic experiments have to do with the concentrated thought waves of the living. That is a science. Oh, but Princess Stella is... is a uh... very clever actress, no doubt. No sale, Jordan. If we win the Rollins Prize, we're willing to cut you in for 10%. No, thank you. I'm not interested. As a matter of fact, I'm on the other side of the fence completely. You mean you're going to fight us? In a way, yes. You see, I promised Neil Hayden, the Rollins lawyer, to act as a judge when Princess Stella puts in her bid for the prize. You what? <laughs> I'm willing to give your client a fair enough chance. If Princess Stella really can produce a ghost... I'm sure the whole scientific world will sit up and take notice. Well, thanks for being such a sport about it, Brandon. I think you understand my position. Even a true artist needs a little, a little clever exploitation. <laughs> yes, that seems to be a generally accepted idea. Anyway, I feel we'll get a square deal from you, Brandon. I'm merely interested in keeping things in their proper places, Jordan. Mm -hmm. I think Princess Stella's so-called manifestations belong strictly in the field of entertainment. Not to be confused in any way with any branch of science. Perhaps the princess can convert you. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. I'll see you at the seance next Thursday. Right. I'm looking forward to it. I can find my way out. Uh, thanks for the interview. Not at all. Goodbye. Well, of all the nerve, trying to offer you a bribe, Jim. That's the limit. I don't see how you kept your temper. Fern, Jordan is playing for big stakes. And he's not the sort to leave any stone unturned. Well, I don't trust a man like that. He's not only too glib, but too well-dressed. <laughs> He's a dandy, all right. Uh, did you notice the spats? How could I miss them? Jim, I didn't know you'd been asked to be a judge at this thing. Yes. 
Princess Stella is by far the cleverest medium to try for the prize, and Neil Hayden isn't going to take any chances of being duped in carrying out the extraordinary terms of the Rollins' will. Who are the other judges, Jim? You've met them both, Professor Gans and Dr. Strong. <laughs> Princess Stella isn't going to have an easy time of it. No. Even though Gans and Strong are constantly at odds, they'll probably agree this once, that Princess Stella is a colossal fake. Jim, can you arrange for me to go to the seance? I don't believe in ghosts, but I would <laughs> Would you like to see one, huh? Well, yes, I'd like to see what passes for a ghost. All right, Fern. But in the meantime, we have a great deal of research to do. What kind of research, Jim? We're going to look into all the tricks that mediums use, all the accoutrements that the earthly ghost is heir to, the blaring horns and trumpets, the moving tables and the tilting chairs, and all known devices that have ever passed for ghosts. Sounds interesting, Jim. We mustn't underestimate Princess Stella, Fern. This seance will be a kind of challenge, and we can't let science take a back seat. You're late, Brandon. Strong and I have finished with that side of the room. Nothing unusual there. You don't mind if Fern and I have a look, Professor Gans? Well, if you're not willing to take our word for it. Go ahead, Brandon. There's plenty of time. Thanks, Strong. This way, Fern. So this is what a seance room looks like. I always thought they were done in black velvet. This one's completely in white. Yes, the princess knows the value of contrast. Uh, she's a showman, all right. Now for the inventory. White painted walls. White rug that completely covers the floor. Eight straight back white chairs. Help me examine them, Fern. Right, Jim. Hmm. They're all metal. No false bottoms. Nothing could be hidden in these chairs. Let's take the table next. Hmm. That's all metal, too. Examine the legs, Fern. They're single strips of metal, Jim. Nothing there. Nothing under the rug. Jim, there's no place to hide any ghosts in this room. Certainly doesn't look that way. No windows. In fact, there's only one thing about this entire room that strikes me as a little odd. What's that, Jim? There are four radiators, two at each end. Well, this is a very large room. In cold weather, I imagine all four of them are needed. They're all cold today. Are you ready, Brandon? Uh, yes, Strong, I think so. Oh, just one other thing. Did you and Gans go over the room for hidden wires? Yes, we covered the walls and floor with a detector. Guess that takes care of everything, then. I'll tell Jordan we're ready to begin the seance. Put your flashlight on that corner. There's someone there. Yes. Jim, look. Something white. Floating there near the wall. It's a ghost. I see it, Fern. Turn on the lights. There's something there, all right. I'll do it. Hurry, Jordan. It's gone. Good heavens, Jim. It must have been a ghost. <sighs> look at the Princess Stella. She's in a trance. Uh, wake up the Princess, Jordan. Wake her up. Of course. Princess Stella. Princess, wake up. Jim, this is more than I bargained for. She's coming, too. What, what happened? Brandon, strong. Help me examine this end of the room thoroughly. This sort of thing just isn't possible. That was the strangest thing I ever saw. A truly wonderful performance. There doesn't seem to be a trace of anything to mark the passage of that ghost. Well, fellow scientists, what are we going to do? If we can't explain this manifestation, we have to award the prize to Princess Stella. Not so fast, Strong. Well, what do you suggest, Gans? I don't know. What do you think, Brandon? There's no denying it. 
We saw the ghost, and it's up to us to explain exactly what it was and where it came from. I think we'd better call for a repeat performance. Right. I'll tell Jordan. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, come over here. Yes, yes, what is it, Professor Gant? Uh, we're not convinced, Jordan. We're calling for another seance. No, no, I cannot. I am exhausted. I cannot. Princess, the judges are within their rights. The terms of the will stipulate that two tests may be demanded. Oh, I am faint. I cannot go through all this again. Now, gentlemen, the princess is nervous and upset. Uh, could we postpone the second seance until tomorrow? Well, I don't see why not. What do you say, Brandon? I think that's an excellent idea. Are you agreed, Gans? Yes. In fact, I prefer that. I've just remembered something that may prove helpful to us. I'll need a little time to check on it. Uh, we'll meet tomorrow, then, hmm? Yes, Jordan. However, I'd like to speak to you privately for a few moments. Now. Oh, certainly. Come into the other room. This way, please. <coughs> now, Professor Gans, what is it? Uh, have you and the princess traveled much abroad? Yes, widely. About 20 years ago, did you bill yourselves as the countess and the clown? Why, no. That must have been... Uh... Someone else. Why do you ask? They were a popular carnival act in Austria when I was teaching there. Something about you two reminded me of them. Well, the princess and I are not exactly a vaudeville team, Professor. I wonder what became of that act. I must find out before the seance tomorrow. Really, Professor, what can that have to do with Princess Stella and the Rollins prize money? It may have everything to do with it, Jordan. I'm rather certain that the Countess and the Clown are fugitives from justice. And now, back to the Avenger and the Ghost Murder. We can't let Princess Stella get away with this ghost business. There's got to be an answer here in the seance room. Examine that radiator, Fern. I'll take this one. This one's cold, Jim. That's strange. This one is warm. Turn the valve, Fern. Maybe the heat's turned off. Okay. I'll see about the other radiators. Right, Jim. Fern, one of these radiators is warm and one is cold. What do you make of it, Jim? Don't know yet. I turn the heat on. We'll give them a chance to warm up. Even though we never held the same ideas, Gans, I never thought you'd deliberately oppose me in a thing like this. I had it on good authority that your vote was the only one against me. I admit it, Strong. I don't think you're fitted to be head of a research foundation. Such a position requires an older man. Wide experience. Like yourself, I suppose? So that was the reason for it. You want the position yourself. Now listen here, Strong. Mind your Gentlemen. What's the trouble? Brandon, Professor Gans blackballed me. I'd have been elected head of the Lansdowne Foundation if it hadn't been for him and his petty personal ambition. Now, this is a matter between you and me, Strong. Let's keep it that way. I voted in good faith for what I believe to be the good of the Foundation. Your day is coming, Gans. I'll get you for this. Are you gentlemen ready to begin? Everyone is waiting. Well, Jordan, I see you've decided to brazen it out. If you have anything to say to me, Professor Gans, say it in private. I'm afraid that won't be possible. My news will be of interest to the public. But I have decided to let you put your show on first. My news can wait. I'll call everyone in, then. Mm -hmm. 
Just a moment, Princess Stella. Will you sit at this end of the table today? Very well, Mr. Brandon. It makes no difference to me. Thank you. Turn out the lights, Jordan. I'll keep my flashlight on you. All right. Now, take your place in the circle, and everyone join hands. Hayden will hold my right wrist so that my hand will be free to turn on this flashlight in an instant. There. Are you ready, Princess? I am ready. I call upon some friendly spirit. Let my voice penetrate these walls and travel on wings of wind. Out there in the vast unknown, I seek a friend, a lonely, unhappy spirit. I would call you back from the dark, lost valley of the beyond. Come, spirit, manifest thyself. The veil is lifting. The boundary between the living and the dead is not a barrier. It is but a frail cloud of mortal man's uncertainty. Come, kind spirit, appear, appear. The spirit approaches. Who calls me? There it is, in the corner. Ghost. It's there, all right. Keep your hands joined, everyone. I'll turn on the lights. Hurry, Brandon. It's already disappearing. It's gone. Jim, look. Professor Gans, he must have fainted. Help me, Brandon. We'll get him out of here. Don't touch him, Strong. Why not? Look closely. There's a small dagger below his heart. What? Professor Gans is dead. have confirmed my suspicions, Fern. Professor Gans was killed by a poison dagger. Any prints on it? It was too smudged to be of any value. Jim, up until now, I've never believed in ghosts. But you'll have to admit that no living person in that room could have thrown that dagger. No one broke the circle for a second. So you're willing to pin this murder on a ghost? Well, how do you explain it, then? The ghost is the only one that we can rule out. Because, you see, there wasn't any ghost. There wasn't any? But, Jim, we saw it twice. What we saw was nothing more than a clever mixture of muriatic acid and ammonia vapor, released through tiny holes in the dummy radiator. One radiator at each end of the room was a dummy. But how did the ghost disappear so quickly? The gas was operated by an automatic pressure gauge in the basement. It was timed to last for ten seconds. And that spiral whirling effect was due to the intermittent release of air, which circulated about the vapor. At the end of ten seconds... The whole thing was dissolved by a very light spray of ammonia and water, also released from the radiator. Gosh, I almost believed in that ghost, especially after you placed Princess Stella at the opposite end of the table for the second seance. That's why they had two sets of radiators in that room, just in case a skeptic made a request like that. But what of the voice, Jim? It didn't come from anyone in the room. It came from the ghost. Well, that's easy. Princess Stella is an accomplished ventriloquist. There goes my ghost story right up the chimney, or I should say right down the radiator. Fern, I don't want any of this revealed until we know who murdered Gans. All right, Jim. But I don't see how we're ever going to find that out. At the moment, neither do I. But we'll keep trying. Is the inspector still questioning Jordan, Strong, and the princess? Yes, but we'll have to let them go for lack of evidence. I wonder if Jordan had time to put on his socks before he went to headquarters. His socks? Yes. Our fashion plate disillusioned me. He appeared at that last seance without any socks. Well, Fern, get your coat. 
We're going to the gymnasium. Whatever for, Jim? I'm interested in seeing a little professional boxing. I've often heard those French savate boxes are something to see. Stella, what are you doing? I'm packing, Jordan. I'm going to pull out. Don't be a fool, Stella. We're under bond. You've got to stay here and stick things out. You suit yourself. I'm leaving. Now listen to me, Stella. We still have a chance to pull through all this and win that $50,000 prize. You've got to go through with that seance today. If we stay here, we'll wind up in jail no matter how the seance turns out. What are you getting at? The police have no evidence against us. Strong was the only one with a motive for killing Gans. We're in the clear. You're wrong, Jordan. Jim Brandon knows we had a motive for killing Gans. Brandon? How could he know anything? I heard the inspector tell Brandon to search Gans' apartment. Since Gans know who, knows who we were and all about the trouble that you got us into in Vienna, he must have had some proof of it. Brandon has that proof now, and he's just waiting for the proper time to use it. That does put us in a spot. We've got to get out of here, Jordan. I'm afraid. What are you afraid of, Stella? Did you kill Gan? How dare you say that? Now, you... take it easy, Stella. Listen, I'll make a deal with you. If you'll stay here and go through with this seance, I promise you have nothing to fear from Brandon. What are you talking about, Jordan? You wouldn't uh, try... Don't worry about what Brandon knows, that's all. Is it a deal? I don't know. How do I know I'm not next on the murderer's list? You're being hysterical. Now, come on now. Get things ready for your performance. You make it a good one, Stella. We'll be on easy street. Oh, Mr. Jordan, may I speak with you a moment? Uh, of course, Miss Collier. What is it? Well, Mr. Brandon is busy at police headquarters and won't be able to get here for the seance. But, but he must. This is the final test for the prize. You're to go on with the seance as usual. It is understood that if you convince Strong and Hayden that Princess Stella has brought about a genuine manifestation, the prize is hers. All right. I'll call the princess. We are ready. Close the door, please, Mr. Jordan, and uh, turn out the lights. Yes, princess. Jordan, wait a moment. What was that noise? I don't know. It seemed to come from just outside the door. But there's no one there. Well, close the door, then, and let's get started. Join the circle, Jordan. Let me warn you all. Do not break the circle, no matter what happens. Let silence reign a moment. Spirit of another world, come to us. Manifest thyself to those who do not believe. Show thyself within this room. Come, spirit, appear, appear and speak. Who calls? Who disturbs this spirit? I am the spirit of Alvin Gans. Something is wrong. Turn on the lights. Stay where you are, all of you, and hear me out. Ghosts of the murdered have a right to speak. Turn your flashlight on him, Dr. Strong. There's no one there. I'm here, but you can't see me. It cannot be a ghost. It cannot be. You admit before witnesses, Princess Stella, that you have no power to produce a ghost? Yes, yes, I but tell me who you are. I am the Avenger, Stella. I am here to accuse Claude Jordan of the murder of Professor Gans. It's a lie. That's a lie. This is some sort of trick you're playing on me, Stella. It's no trick, Jordan. 
I'll turn on the lights and produce the evidence. It's a frame-up. Stella! Strong and Hayden, search Jordan. Examine his left leg. You'll find something interesting there. Let me go! Why, there's a small bow and arrow attached to his leg. And fastened underneath it is a small dagger like the one used to kill Gans. Yes, that's right. Strong, call Inspector White. Tell him Jordan is ready to give him an exhibition of some amazing footwork. Well, Fern, you furnished the clue that solved this murder case. I did. What, Jim? You noticed that Jordan wasn't wearing socks at the seance when Gans was killed. Well, how was that a clue? The thing that had us stumped until then was the certain knowledge that no one at that seance could have used his hands to drive that dagger into Gans' heart. That's right. But what if a person were just as dexterous with his feet as with his hands? You mean could have thrown the dagger with his feet? Hardly thrown it, but he could have aimed it with his feet. I see. That little bow and arrow fastened to Jordan's leg could be set, aimed, and released by his other foot. That's right. After I'd figured that out, I realized that the smudge print on the dagger could have been a toe print. Oh, so that's why we went to the gymnasium to see those savat boxes who boxed with their feet. Yes. One of those boxes uh, demonstrated my theory of how the crime was committed without moving the upper part of his body at all. Jim, just what was it that Professor Gans knew about Princess Stella and Jordan? The motive for the murder? Jordan was mixed up in a killing in Vienna about 20 years ago that Gans happened to remember. He intended to expose Jordan after the seance that day, and Jordan knew it. There seems to be no limit to the methods of murder. (laughs) They don't give us detectives a chance to grow complacent. No. This one really had you on your toes. Oh, a pun, Miss Collier, that some would call a very murderous weapon. Characters, names, places, and plots used in the Avenger program are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. I hope you enjoyed this latest Uncle Eric Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often and make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit UncleEric.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. There are also hundreds of the old classic crime and detective television show episodes you can watch as well. They're a hoot to watch. That's UncleEric.com If you like this episode, please consider buying Uncle Eric a cup of coffee at the support link below. Thanks a million. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now.